Welcome, Choice Nation. It's me, Jared's home here with my brothers. Gideon, Nathaniel. And we're bringing y'all some more questions and answers, so enjoy. What's the difference between fun and fulfillment? To me, the difference between fun and fulfillment, fun is um, things that, you know, just uh, it's self-explanatory, self things to help and just make yourself happy. You know, you're not helping nobody else out, it's just impacting yourself. Fulfillment is, you know, you pouring out and you impacting somebody else's life, you know, um, fulfillment assignment, you know, you pouring out your wisdom or knowledge to help somebody else in their life where it could, they'll carry it for the rest of their life and they'll be able to pour that, the knowledge you gave them into another life. So it's like a chain reaction, like or a domino reflect. When, when one falls, then it just make another one fall, make another one fall. So where you keep on impacting. So that's what I get out of it. Uh, me. I feel, I feel I get that same sense from you. Fun is different from fulfillment because, you know, fun is something that, you know, it pleases you. It's something that you like to do. It doesn't really have any purpose. It really doesn't have any meaning. Any meaning after you go out and party, what's, what's left? It's just an empty feeling. All right, so I had a good time. So what's next? You know, just going to keep out and go and party day after day versus fulfillment. Fulfillment is like a, a mission. It's something that you... You pursue, you know, it's like a journey. You go after it, you go after it, and it leaves you with a sense of peace after you finally accomplish it. And fulfillment is something that can not only impact your life, but it can impact others' life. It's a learn a long-term goal or something of great value. Right. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you all. And um, fun versus fulfillment, I believe. Um, fun is is what we we do that allows us to enjoy ourselves. It could be anything, you know, like social events, it could be partying, smoking, drinking, it could be taking a walk in the park, right? But at the end of the day, it's it's nothing permanent. Fun will never be a permanent, you know what I mean? It, it'll never actually fulfill us as, as, it, as we think it would. But fulfillment, you know, fun versus fulfillment, the actual fulfillment aspect, aspect of it is, you know, you're like you're an aspiring artist or something and you're trying to fulfill a dream or maybe you're trying to fulfill what God has set for you and you, you you're trying to establish yourself as as you know someone in in a specific profession that that's fulfillment fulfilling yourself of a permanent solution you know whether that be in God whether that be in a career path I definitely think that we should prioritize fulfillment over fun and we should kind of just leave fun off to the side because fun can always be there. But fulfilling our dreams, fulfilling what God has for us, you know, and acquiring our blessings will not always be there. And I just got to pick up to what you were saying because um, my spiritual father, he had asked me one day, he said, what you want to have fun? And, you know, my, being ignorant, the answer I gave him, you know, I said sometimes I would like to. And by as the days go on, you know, it kind of like, he made me realize, you know, doing the fulfillment assignment of God is fun. And, you know, and it's really impacting others, you know. It's just, it's more of a business thing when you're doing the fulfillment things, you know. And it makes you feel better knowing that you're impacting somebody else instead mm -hmm. of just, you know, having selfish 
going out do something selfish and still dealing with the same selfish problems the next day. And also just to add on to that, I feel like when you are too focused on fun, that can take away from your fulfillment. And what I mean by that is like if you're 30 years old and all you want to do is go out and party and go out and party, uh, time is not going to wait for you, it's going to keep passing you by. So as you keep on going out and party, your opportunities to go to college, you know, to work that job and save up money. If you find when you finally decide you're ready to stop having fun and to focus on your life, your goals, so like maybe you might want to have a family. What resources do you have? All that fun that drains you of your ability to fulfill, fulfill for your family, fulfill for your wife, fulfill your life dream. That's why you gotta be too you gotta be careful just chasing fun recklessly. Right, and I agree with you because I was one of the type of persons, you know, coming out of high school, you know, the most thing I was just focused on, you know, just, you know, going with the little script that they try to give you as a teenager, you know, just, you know, after high school, you know, have fun, have fun, have fun. But I realized and I thank you for my spiritual father for taking me under his wings because it's like being with, being with the man of God, it like it changed my whole mindset, my mindset and perspective of things because I realized when I was in the mindset of just you know want to have fun, I wasn't doing nothing in the business side. I wasn't getting, I wasn't having nothing that's value done, valuable done. And you realize that when you start doing the things, a fulfillment assignment. When you turn to a fulfillment assignment, you start seeing and wanting to do things that is valuable instead of doing fun. You know, I definitely agree with what Nathaniel said about, you know, putting the fun aside for, you know, trying to accomplish and fulfill meaningful things in your life, things that will impact your life permanently, like getting married, starting a family, and definitely think fulfillment in Christ should be prioritized above everything. Definitely. Definitely, 100%, because it's, it's you think about fun versus fulfillment, right? fun can very well be a distraction for what God actually wants for you. So, you know, as growing young men, we got to put the childish things aside and fulfill what God has for us. Right. When you don't have a spiritual covering over your life, you are just, you know, you're just open to pretty much anything. You know, like as we all know, the devil is always out there roaming, scheming, um, planning, basically on our downfall, you know. When you have a spiritual cover and you have, uh, it could be a person, it could be a source, like, you know, a church, multiple people, but it's just something that, it, for one, it keeps you grounded. You can go to them for advice. You know, you could go, for, you could go to them for knowledge and wisdom. They're just that outlet for you. Secondly, it keeps you protected. Like I said, you know, you're pretty much open to anything when you don't have that spiritual protection. That person, it, they can cover you in prayer. You know, that gives you a hedge of protection, not only physically sometimes, but spiritually. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with what you said. And, you know, not having a spiritual covering can lead to a lot of, you know, bad things happening in your life. Right. You know, it's kind of like when you're outside and it's pouring raining and you don't have an umbrella to cover you up. You just get there soaking wet, you're in the middle of a, a terrible storm and nothing's going to pull you out of that. But when you have that spiritual covering, it's like you always have that umbrella you can open up above your head. You always have that roof you can go under, and it'll protect you from the storm of what's you know actually out here in the real world. And it can also it could also be your little helper, like when you're stuck in a rabbit hole, it can pull you up. 
And I definitely think having a spiritual covering, more specifically like a spiritual authority in your life, can be someone who imparts a wisdom into your life and and can get you out of certain situations because they had, they themselves have been through that. So I definitely think having a spiritual covering is, is massively important to to really becoming who you're set out to be. Right. Right, and I agree with both of y'all on that because, you know, in my mindset, I really agree with both of y'all because, you know, without having a spiritual covering, you're just vulnerable to all of the devil attacks. And I said, I say all of the devil attack because any way he'll strategize on you, you'll fall. Because with no covering, you got nothing to defend you. You got no shield around you. So please, y'all, if y'all listening to, if there's anything y'all take from us, find y'all a spiritual a spiritual covering or a spiritual authorization, so authority. So, you know, they could impact your life and be the defense, a shield for your life. Because if you don't have a shield over your life, not, not say, God is the shield over everybody's life, but you need, uh, you need somebody that's identity of God, you yeah, know, uh, somebody that God could intercept and use, use their own body to impact the person's life, to be the defense and shield over their life. That's right. That's right. Especially, you know, in the times that we live in tonight, the times that we live in now, you know, as young black men, the situations that we get put in, you know, um, sometimes the even the the decisions that we make, you know, sometimes we might do something we don't. We have might have a baby before it's time for us to have. We might marry that wrong person, or you might end up doing something stupid that might put us in a situation where we could get in legal trouble. But when you have uh, spiritual covering somebody that can pray for you you know the power of prayer really changes things and it can combat that what the devil wants and desires to do in your life he'll never be able to do it because of that covering yeah man I, I absolutely agree with you all and it's also you you have to find your right fit you know not everybody can be a spiritual covering over all the people you need you need different personalities to cover you know different personalities so if you're a young man and you're looking to be, you know, if you're looking to spiritually grow as a, as a man and mature into an adult, then you need a, a, a spiritual man who's been in that stage of their life and can, right. and can raise you up with their wisdom and can lead you to the direct path, which is God. And that's why I really think that, you know, if, if you're a woman, you know, and your grace is nurturing, then you should, you should cover people who need to be nurtured, not you know, cover people who need to be raised into young men or, you know, they need to, you know, be spiritual authorities as men. That's, I'm trying to really hit that out right now because, you know, if I'm a, a young a young man trying to grow into a grown man, I'm trying to spiritually grow as, as an adult, then I need a spiritual father in my life who can be that spiritual authority and covering over me and can raise me up as a young man. Right, and I totally agree with you on that. So, um... What would y'all say, uh, what advice would y'all give to anyone that will watch our broadcast today of how to find a spiritual covering? Not only a spiritual covering, but the right spiritual covering. First, to make sure the person that you're looking for, make sure that they have the ear of God. You know, make sure that they perfectly and walking with God. Because if they're not walking with God, you're bound to fail. Because if you have somebody that's walking with God and in the ear of God, you, you can't fail. Mm -hmm. A true person that's in the air and face of God, you cannot fail. 
and you can always get the instructions of what God wants you to, or uh, what God wants to do, and all that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I also think you should, like I said earlier, find someone who maybe fits your more, your like your personality of just the style of what you're trying to grow into, and you know, if you need if you need a nurturing authority in your life, then definitely think you should go to you know, uh, uh, maybe a mother type right. of figure who can, who can, who has been there and knows how to nurture you up and, you know, can care for you and all that other good stuff. But if you need to grow as a man, then you should definitely get around other spiritual men who walk with God and know how to, to give you the wisdom to grow into what you need to grow into. Right, right. And I, I agree with what both of y'all said. Spirituality is key. I would try to find someone that is spiritual. Also, I would try to find someone that is that has a prophetic grace, you know what I'm saying? That's what we are all under now. But after having the prophetic grace, they also need to be someone that is compassionate, you know, that has patience, you know, that can take time out to not only explain to you why they do the things they do. You know, like sometimes you might get rebuked. <laughs> like none of us like to, like to get rebuked, but at the end of the day, the rebuke is something that helps us grow. So we don't make the same mistakes over and over. And if we do keep making the same mistakes over and over, that we know that that's something that we're not supposed to do. That's not going to help us. It's just going to hinder us. Right. And just to add on what you said about that, you know, if you keep on, personally, this is me speaking out to the ones who is getting rebuked. If you is getting rebuked <laughs> a lot, not coming from a person who do get rebuked a lot too, just take it as, you know, don't, 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 respond to it the wrong way because if you respond to it the wrong way it could cost you your life and remember you only get a rebuke because in the bible it say he chastised those that he loved so he only doing it to raise you up and to grow you up to level you up so don't respond to it the wrong way because it's for your good tough love <laughs> i believe how to break a general curse uh, it takes a lot of different steps and a lot of different things it requires a lot of a lot of different things that's going to work that generational curse out of your family. Uh, one of them is what we really just went over, you know, having a spiritual covering. A spiritual covering can break a generational curse if you're obedient to, to what is assigned to you and to what, what is being, uh, I guess you could say, given to you to help you leverage and get an advantage over your curse and to also find a blessing in what's going to come out of that. Uh, but I also think that it, it requires a lot, of, a lot of personal and spiritual things that like you know it, re it really requires you to be alone in your own meditation state and really overcome and wrestle daily with what is a spiritual curse so like, like for me personally um being an addict of alcohol and smoking and you know all that other uh everything related to that drugs hard drugs that runs deeply in my family specifically on the male side like on my dad's side it, it, it goes back to date years upon years upon years so I definitely, I definitely can say that, you know, as a leverage for me to stand over my generational curses, I like, you know, I've personally vowed to never smoke or drink in my life, and I wrestle that temptation every single day because it, that's what that's what overcoming it, uh, a generational curse and inequity is. It's, it's trying to battle. You're literally fighting it every single day. Every single right. day, you wake up and decide, no, I will not be this person. No, I will not let this be me. In every single day you have to overcome that and some days you might lose the fight right? but that doesn't mean you're knocked out for good you have to keep waking up and keep fighting and keep wrestling and it's 
it's it's something that is broken, but will have to continue to to be to be broke. Like you have you you'll break it, but then you have to keep fighting it. If that makes sense. Right, and I agree with you on that. And in my perspective, uh, you know how to break a generational curse is first, you know, identifying what is the generational curse that you have that is running in your family bloodline. And like dealing with me, it was disobedient and stubbornness, you know, wanting to do things my own way. And what, what broke it off for me, you know, was being planted and submitting to the house of God, you know, by getting in the house, staying in the house and loving the house. By me following those three steps right there, it it breaks it, it how should I say it it it's it like it breaks that spirit off you but it breaks the spirit off you it do but I can't lie to you and you so true what you said that you fights with it every day because it constantly knocking at the door to try to get back in but the only way it could get in the door if you open the door for it and that's where you have to be strong against when once the generational curse is broken off you is doing everything and putting the protection in place for you not to fall back because you remember what this remember in the scripture it says when you when you cast out a demon and come back with seven more. So you just gotta always remember, you gotta keep your mindset, you gotta keep your mindset protected. So always if you and if you have your spiritual um advisor, whether if it's a spiritual father or mother, um but Perspectively, I feel like if you're a man, a son, or a boy, a person, I feel like your spiritual advisor is supposed to be a spiritual father off the court because a woman can't teach you how to raise a man. Mm -hmm. And by us as young men wanting to grow up to be a man of God, we need to be falling under a man of God. So by saying all that, you know, just always, always keep your mind guarded and never, never yield, never yield back to that curse because if you yield back to the curse, it's gonna be harder to break it off. Well, that was, that was part of what both of y'all said. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's so true. Uh, the first step for me is you have to identify it. Identification. You have to know exactly what it is that you're trying to fight. You know, because sometimes a generational curse can lie dormant. You don't even realize. It. What exactly what it is, you wonder why am I doing this? Why do I go through these things if it's health problems for you? For me speakly for me speaking transparently, my generation of curses in my family was um alcoholism, like with you. But I, I still drink alcohol. I just monitor what I drink. <laughs> disclaimer. But another thing the strong one is isolation. You know, um I come from an introverted background, so you know when you isolate yourself, it can be so extreme sometimes that you do it so much that you miss out on the opportunities that God wants to give to you. So the way that I broke it was first getting in the house, um, meeting my man of God, Prophet Jasmine. You know, he identified over my life, and that's why it's important, back to spiritual covering, the importance of a spiritual covering. He pushed me out, you know, into the deep. Some of the do things that I thought that I would never do. And in the process, that helped mold me and shape me, and I began to change. I began to elevate, and that spirit of isolation began to leave. The more I came to the house, the more I came around. And besides that, ways of break spiritual, um, spirit to break generational curses are prayer. 
praying, yeah. right. praying and fasting. The Bible says some of these things come out by praying and fasting. Yeah. Right. You have to, to be able to fight a generational curse, you have to fight it in prayer. And you have to fight it in the spirit. It's not something that you can throw punches at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, prayer and fasting is another important thing. And if it's something that is deep and heavy and rooted in your family, like something like some serious cancer, I think that yeah. the way to fight that would be for that family to come together, for them to fast and to pray about it. Because if your mother, your mother recognizes that, that's so important because she can yeah. have legal right as the, the person that came before you. So if she breaks it, that gives you more power to break it as well. You know, if two come together, there's more power in that. Yeah. Right. So, my question to both of y'all, because it just came to me. Do y'all feel like um, our generational curse is like us facing the Goliath? To a sense? In a sense, yeah, because to the... Yeah, in a sense, because if you... Especially if you don't recognize it, because if you are just sitting here... If you're just sitting like, why, why do I suffer from depression? You know, depression can be so mentally draining. It can, it could be so crushing to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You wondering why you're facing it, but it's as a result of something that your forefathers have fought. Yeah. So it can feel impossible. And then a lot of times, you don't want to talk about it. You don't talk to you don't talk to nobody about it. So that's just something that you're carrying deep inside yeah. of you. But when you are able to recognize it, you become that David. You're able to slay a Goliath. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with what you said. And. As far as fighting, you know, what is basically a giant, yeah, I definitely think it's something similar to that. But it's it's not impossible, you know what I mean? Right. Especially when, like how you said, you have the spiritual covering and you can pray about it, fast about it. it it's it's a it's a battle in every single way you can think about it. Every single battlefield you could possibly associate with this, with with breaking generational curses. That's that's what it is. It's a it's a battlefield in your mind mentally. It's a right. battlefield physically sometimes, and it's a battlefield spiritually. And you have to win all three every single day if you truly, truly want to break a generational curse. So, so would y'all say that something that's important as well is you know like having a strong mental capacity, like being fortified, being fortified in your mind, having strong discipline. Discipline is the word. I definitely think having strong discipline. It, it'll it'll help you it's kind of like you know it just like you, you'll have a tougher outer layer against those things but to someone who doesn't have that stuff going back to what you said praying and fasting about it they'll be strengthened by the Lord regardless of if they have that self-discipline or that mental capacity or not because the Lord the Lord can give can provide them with the capacity to be able to break generational curses that's so true because I feel like like sometimes we don't recognize that when we don't pray or even somebody that's trying to figure out prayer. If, you, if you're going through something and you're praying, we pray because God is our source. Yeah. So when we plug into our source, we, we gain that strength. Mm -hmm. And that strength has the power to, to transform any condition, any situation. What the doctor says is a losing battle. <laughs> it's, yeah. You will be victorious, you know what I'm saying? So plug it into your strength. That will help you win any battle and your generational curse. Right, and <laughs> just all that, we gotta remember, we don't go, a lot of things we don't go through is because of God's grace. And that's what we gotta understand. That we're not going through a certain situation that others is going through because we, it's God's grace 
um, grids that, you know, to put that protection over us in that area, like you said, mindset area. Um, if a person, you know, having a lot of mental battles in their mindset, they need to pray for, you need to pray to ask God, you know, to take the distraction and the, the, the attacks that the enemy is sending against their mind and ask God to send it back to the sender. Because when you do, you can't, you can't fight these type of demonic uh, attacks on your own or without no covering. Yeah. You need somebody, you need God or a spiritual authority to step in, step as your defense place. And if you don't have a spiritual authority or God himself stepping in for you, you're defeated. Most definitely. And one thing that I heard while you were saying that is that, that we, um, that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. Right. You know, because a lot of times, just like if you're praying about it, praying about it, and you're not seeing any tangible result, tangible result, something that you can physically that you can physically see. Mm -hmm. But what you don't know is that prayer is accumulating and in the realms in the supernatural right. that your breakthrough is coming. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel you on that. Well, Choice Nation, that's all we have for you today. If there's any other questions that y'all have for us, comment it down below and we'll be able to answer it on the next segment. Tune in, subscribe, smash that like button, and comment down below. Till next time.